dude, every once in a while on this show, on the I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay, we seriously don't give a fuck. And this might be the show. That's your intro. And then play the music, and then here it comes. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, welcome to yet another riveting edition of I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay, and things are happening. Zero fucks edition. I'm looking in my pocket right now for even a little fuckaroo that might have been left over. Can you do me a favor and just check your coat pocket there for any shits? I don't think I have any. I don't think anything's left. No, I've been flattened out. I've been combed over. I actually have some, but I have none to give. Yeah, you have to take a shit. No, no, I have no, I, I I have no shits to give on this podcast. I have some, I just have none to give. Okay. There was a guy that came by earlier. He knocked on the door. I was like, who the fuck is at my door? I thought it was, you know, like FedEx or UPS. And it was this dude. And he was like, Hey man, do you have any fucks? Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, I don't give any fucks. And then he walked away. And then as he was walking away, he kind of shimmered and disappeared. Oh. So I think actually I imagined that person. Yeah, sounds like an apparition, classic apparition. Yeah, but instead of apparition, it was actually a hallucination. So that's also disturbing. What's funny to me is that you sit out in that cool house out there and you get scared sometimes at night because you're in like a creepy, it can get creepy out there. It's super creepy out here. But there's, it's, I've gotten used to it over the years. At first... Here's what here's what happens when you live in a kind of an older house. It creaks and croaks. <laughs> it do. Dude, it creeps and croaks. <laughs> Dude, you'll be sitting there and like literally you'll just be sitting in your living room and you'll hear this. <laughs> what? And nobody's in the house, dude. You'll hear. <laughs> like, what? the fuck was that do you get up to investigate or you let it you let it ride what am i gonna investigate <laughs> I don't know. there's nobody in the house there's nothing to investigate when i'm like walking through my house if it even if it's all dark i have no fear i just and if i hear a weird noise i'm just like let them come take me to hell let them come take me into hell when we first moved in here we like got new appliances and the refrigerator makes ice you know mm-hmm and I didn't know the sound of the ice maker. I just, I just, I'd be in the house and I'd be in bed and I'd hear. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then eventually I figured out it was the fucking ice machine. Wow. <clears throat> what a story. What a life. Dude, this is the most scared I've ever been in my house. I'm laying in bed and I hear the front door open. It's four o'clock in the morning. It's four o'clock in the morning, dude. And I hear the front door open and then close. And I'm laying in bed. And I'm like, did I? And I mean, it's pretty far. The front door to where my bedroom is, is pretty far. So I'm like, did I just imagine that? Or did I hear it? Because I was sleeping. I was in a dead sleep when I heard it. So I get the fuck up. I grab a bat. I've got a handy bat. And I walk out there. And guess what? What's there? Nothing. There's nobody there. There's nobody in the house. But I could have sworn I heard the door open and close. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn it. 
So eventually I just go back to bed. And then later on that day, I'm talking to my parents and they're like, hey, we came by at four o'clock in the morning and dropped something off at your house. We left it just inside the front door. At four in the morning? Yeah, because they were going to the airport. They had to be at the airport at like five or something. Leave it on the porch, baby. Leave it on the porch. Well, it was scary. Yeah. I've never had it happen, but I've imagined it a few times. Like, could you just imagine a fucking stranger in your house? Uh, Yeah, it's real scary. Has that ever happened to you? No, but I've imagined it, you know, when you're in charge of the safety of your family. And I mean, my daughter sleeps downstairs, you know, like our master bedroom is not that close to my daughter's room. So we definitely think about that a lot. And people like to imagine that they're fucking John Wick when shit goes down. But man, when shit goes down, you're in fight or flight, all the blood goes into your muscles so you can defend yourself or run. And you're not making the best decisions, man. (laughs) Not everyone's a fucking ninja. If someone's trying to get in your house to hurt you, that's that can get really scary really quick. I'm definitely flight. I'm mostly flight. But the few times that I've thought that somebody was coming into my house, there is a sw- there is a small part of me that will just fucking go bananas on a motherfucker. Sure. You have to. You have to assume that they're going to hurt you or your family. What other options? Well, you have, you have to assume that they're going to kill you. Yeah. And you have to kill them before they kill you. Yes. I would rather run from that than do that. I don't want to get killed. I don't want to kill anybody. So I would rather run. But if I'm cornered, I'm going to go bananas on a motherfucker, dude. First of all, offer them a banana because maybe they're hungry and maybe they need some potassium. But then if that doesn't work, go bananas. That's my advice to you. The only time I've ever had an intruder, actual an, an actual intruder, is in my dreams. And in my dreams, I went bananas mm. on the motherfucker. And then guess what I did? I fucking punched my fucking knights, the, the headboard of my bed. That's solid wood, as mm. hard as I could. Nice. And woke up. And then I still have a phantom pain in my knuckle from that punch let's get through a couple of these emails you can write in bob and clint at gmail.com michael as a veto writes in and says greeting gents i hope there's a shop vac in bob's studio because his brain may explode but i'm a huge i'm okay slash beach nitty fan and a huge days of heaven fan we exist hope it's not too messy in there now bobby michael cool michael you have a fucking much broader horizon of experiences than i do Congrats, you win. <laughs> well, you just said you didn't think that any of our listeners liked that movie. He's saying he's one of them. And I'm shocked well, you don't like Days of... I'm shocked that you do not like Terrence Malick. It doesn't make any sense to me. Shit's boring, dude. What? You watch... Shit, shit's real You watch boring. the most boring British baking, cooking detective crap ever. Here's all I know. If I'm having dinner with Terrence Malick, guess what my favorite movies are? Thin days of heaven line, days <laughs> bad, of heaven badlands <laughs> badlands but until then until i'm having dinner with him no thanks or as we say in germany nein danke du hast so if you were having dinner with terence malik you would tell him you liked did his did you just movie. say du hast yeah du hast do, do you know what that means you hate you have yes you hate <laughs> du hast du hast me dude you know what i found out about author and punisher He's German? No, dude. The dude's from like... He's from like New Jersey or something, isn't he? No, he's from like the... He's more... It's not even... It's like the most like 
Gomer Pile town in the world. He's from like some, I don't from know. From like Dayton, Ohio or something? Yeah, like some really normal place. But then you just think he's from like Scandinavia or something because he talks like this. Craig Soderberg writes in and says, you mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer as being the most fascinating serial killer. Are you familiar with David Parker Ray, a.k.a. the Toy Box Killer? Ugh. Do you know anything about that? No. It sounds like it might be a child killer thing. If 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 that's the case, I'm not, I may not be able to investigate this one too heavily. The Toy Box Killer. Here we go. David Parker Ray. An American kidnapper, torturer, rapist, and suspected serial killer. Though no bodies were found, he was accused by his accomplices of killing several women and suspected by the police to have murdered as many as 60 women from Arizona and New Mexico while living in Elephant Butte, approximately seven miles north of Truth or Consequences. I don't know what any of that means. He soundproofed a truck trailer, which he called his toy box, and equipped it with items used for sexual torture. He would kidnap between five and six girls a year, holding each of them captive for around three to four months. During this period, he would sexually abuse his victims, sometimes involving his dog or his wife, who participated willingly in her husband's crimes, and often torture them with surgical instruments. Jesus. Then Ray would either kill his victims or drug them with barbiturates in an attempt to erase their memories of what had happened before abandoning them by the side of the road. He was convicted of kidnapping and torture in 2001, for which he received a lengthy sentence but was never convicted of murder. He died of a heart attack about a year after his convictions in two cases. Wow. Okay. Any thoughts about David Parker Ray, the toy box killer? I try not to think about that, that kind of shit. It's really wild to me that people do things like this. It's just, I can't. Dude, all my wife does is put that shit in her brain all day long. Like, I don't need, I don't need any of that. Like, people want to travel... They want to go places. They want to talk about weird shit. I don't need to do any of it. My brain's already fucked up. I don't need to put any more of that shit in my brain. I already got plenty of problems. Nine Danke. Du hast. <laughs> Nine Danke, Du hast might be my new favorite IOK tag team. I'm, I'm with you on some of that. I mean, I'll still watch like ridiculous horror films or I'll watch like, you know, the um, the hereditys and the midsummer. There's some thought provoking horror happening, but like truly fucked up stuff with kids getting hurt or relationships dissolving or bleak like the road, you know, like Cormac McCarthy, the road. I'm like, no, I'm good. No, thanks. Bye. Dude, in that fucking Lonesome Dove, not in the first one, in the second one, Streets of Lorena, there's this guy called Mox Mox, the man burner. And there's a scene in Streets of Laredo where he takes a six-year-old kid, rubs oil on his eyes so his eyes burn first oh when my he's burning God. him alive. No, thanks. He's a real monster. No, he's thanks. a real monster in the book. And then in the, in, the, in the miniseries, he's just like this, this B actor that plays him. It's not scary at all. It's interesting that Lonesome Dove never got like the, the big screen treatment. Although that, the Robert Duvall miniseries is killer robert duvall and tommy lee jones are so good tommy lee jones that's right they're so good in it and they both say that that's their favorite role that they've ever played but duvall if duvall didn't win the emmy then go go fuck yourself emmys he was he was phenomenal but they were both great they were both great and Diane Lane was so Oh my hot. gosh, dude. Diane she was Lane. So hot in that movie. Diane Lane and Lonesome Dove is like 
That's what I it's, think of when I think of She's as hot as you can. Yeah. Yeah. She's as hot as anybody ever. Chris Cooper's great. And then there's just a bunch of people that just kind of suck. I like your lounging vibe. I'm going to, I'm going to just kick my feet up, man. Dude. Fuck I it. don't know. I, dude, how many episodes we've done? 200 episodes. Why haven't and I done I've this never, before? Dude, neither of us have ever lounged. And now that we're lounging. We're lounging, baby. Dude, I feel like our whole lives <laughs> were leading up to this moment where we started lounging. Why am I leaning into this episode like I'm like I'm anxious, like I'm upset? We're hunched over like goddamn, like the people that work for Ebenezer Scrooge. Now we're on a goddamn tobacco boat in the middle of the fucking Bahamas. Wet tobacco leaves drying in the sun while we're sipping on fucking martinis on Dude, a- is that a fucking shark fin in the water? Yeah. Is that a fucking umbrella in my drink? What the fuck, dude? I look in the back of the boat and you're just pouring chum into the water to get the sharks near us. Because you like a little bit of that, a little bit of that friction, a little bit of that danger. Dude, here's what I know. There will never be another episode of I'm Okay where I'm not fucking lounging. 100% same. Now, if you're in the Patreon, you can see us lounging now. Because we're, I mean, we're we're, not joking. We're We're lounging. We're (laughs) fucking lounging. I know some people are like, "How, how seriously could they be lounging? Oh, we're fucking lounging, motherfucker. I couldn't even lounge a single more lounge if you were measuring lounges i couldn't do a single more more lounge than i'm doing now all i see are the colors of miami vice dude it's only pastels there's nothing that my (laughs) brain can comprehend at this point except pure pastels that's how much i'm lounging right now blazers with shoulder pads on them dude everything i see is perfectly aligned on a 45 degree grid (laughs) Dude, I'm not even fucking joking, dude. <laughs> God damn it, man. There's a fucking beach ball. <laughs> How did it get here? I don't know. Dude, we're fucking lounging, man. Man, you got some killer 80 shades rocking it over there. You got a big gold chain. God damn. Dude, I got my doogie chain on. Hey, I just wore it for this episode. It's not like I wear a doogie chain. Do you feel more powerful when you wear it well it is made out of plastic but yeah i do i got the uh the four kiss solo album patches and i found all of them in the wild i did not buy these from some cute little fucking etsy bullshit i found these are the authentic old ones i don't know how old they are but i found them in the wild on tour it took me like a year to finally acquire all all four of them Right. I sewed them myself onto one of my mini denim jackets. So it's the only patches on my jacket. Some people like to load their jackets up, but on the back, right across my shoulders, the four members of Kiss. Now, when boom, I boom, got, boom, boom, when I got done sewing that, and when I put that jacket on, I felt powerful. Right. I felt more powerful. Was your, dra- was your jacket basically the front of you was saying nine Danka and the back of you was saying do <laughs> Dude, you're walking around creating a goddamn tidal wave of feelings. Well, I'd come out on stage wearing a cool denim jacket and looking cool because I look cool. And I'd be going... You had a I'd, nine donka vibe. Right. And I'd be playing guitar and everyone's right. like, this guy's cool. Yeah. Who knows how many songs in? Maybe three. Yeah. I turn around because I want to have a little moment with the drummer. Maybe it's Wayne Salzman, our friend Wayne. And then... Duhast. The, then the Duhast bomb explodes on the crowd and they go... And the end, then everyone knows everything they need to know about 
daddy which is me i'm da- i got a show coming up and i'm trying to get danny malone my buddy to open it up open the show and and he doesn't have he doesn't have a band right now he's playing solo i'm like well let me check and see if bruce and wayne will back him up if they're <laughs> pros they could do it really easily so i sent an email guessing they immediately don't. immediately heard from wayne yeah man i'm in <laughs> have i heard from bruce i can tell you right now bruce does not want to do that i haven't heard from him. <laughs> <laughs> like not even a no, no just nothing just a just ghost so who all's been playing? Is it John Sanchez and Wayne and Bruce? Has that been the band? John Wayne Bru- and Ollie's back. Ollie's been playing, but he's out of town. Unfortunately, he goes he he goes somewhere for July Fourth every year to visit family or something. So he's not going to be here. So I'm trying to find a a piano player to sub that gig. Wow! I, you ever- I, I want I wanted to get uh, Dave Boyle, my old keyboard player that plays on all my records, but he's out of town. Dude, so just do the rock show, get. man. You don't need a keys. You can get by without keys. No, I want to. I definitely want to. I want to get a keyboard player. I thought about getting a horn section, but then I was like, "There's only one song I want to play with horns, which is Tarantula. I don't need to get a horn section for one song." What's the gig? Is this kind of a big gig? No, it's just a July Fourth show. Yeah, July third, cool. actually, it's a Saturday. Man, I mean, I remember. I I love Danny Malone. He, you know, he's a friend of mine. I love his music, but I remember. I think he's difficult to work with. And I remember oh. when Conrad was playing with him. Dude, he... I think he, that was a tough time. <laughs> well, he's a genius. He's a ge- he's the he's as good as anybody, for my taste, he's as good as any songwriter, period. And I'm talking about Paul Simon. I'm talking about the Beatles. I'm talking about... I think he's as good as anybody. But he does have an artistic temperament that sometimes he's... He's there and he's on time and he does a great job. And then sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. That's part of his deal. Like we had him on the Moonlight Orchestra and he's like, hey man, I'm going to go up there and have a nervous breakdown on stage. And (laughs) I'm like, no, you're not, dude. You're going to get up there. You're going to play your fucking song and you're going to fucking get off stage. Well, no, no. Even the way you framed it, he came to us. I remember because this was the Moonlight Orchestra gig where I proposed to Isbell. And we were going to do Tiny Dancer with him. And it turned out great. We did this kind of cool, slow version of Tiny Dancer. But he was like, hey, I have this idea where like, after the song, I'm just going to like freak out and start crying. And me and you were like, don't do that. Let's don't, don't do that. That's not, you're not going to do that. That's not what this is. This is a good time where people are having a good time. They don't want to be worried about you. I saw, and I didn't even really see him do it, but I was in some, uh, it's the club where you where you met Jesse Plemons and he told you you had a nice coat. Whatever that club is in Austin, this was I don't like remember this it. was at South by Southwest and Danny was playing solo. And the bathroom, if you go, if you have to go to the bathroom, it go you go to the other side of the bar, and then you, when you go in the stall, basically the only thing separating you from the stage is a wall. That's where the how the bathroom works. So he's on stage. I do this U shape and go to the bathroom, and I can hear him through the wall singing. And then I'm peeing and I'm like, and then I hear him just screaming into the mic, like doing the thing I think he wanted to do before. Where he's like having a freak out right. attack on stage. And I was just like, Jesus, man, we got to go. Time to go. Part of his act when he's doing his show sometimes is you're not sure if he's going to get through the show. Right. And it's interesting. I I don't enjoy it. No. It's not my, I, I, I just want to see, I love him as a songwriter. I'm like, just play, sing your play songs. Your songs. They're so good. They're so good. And he's a great singer. He's a great musician he can play him he can sing him 
he does a thing too sometimes where he he he's like i he it's like he can't sing his songs like his voice won't cooperate in a weird way and i'm like what is that I've heard you sing these songs. I know you can sing them. And he's like, yeah, sometimes I just don't know how to sing them. And, and it's, his voice is all weird. And I've taken people to see him play and he's done that. And then I'm just looking at the dude that I brought and I'm like, Hey, I'm I'm sorry that this is happening. Uh, This is not a good indicator of how good this guy is. I've never really heard of that. So he, he just can't sing them. Like he, he can't find the notes or yeah, his voice, he just doesn't, his voice, his voice won't cooperate with him. It's such a weird thing. Do you think it's a stick? I don't know. I don't know if it is. Hmm. He's a very complicated person. I, I, I love him. I like hanging out with him. He, I find him endlessly amusing. I think he's funny. Like I said, I I admire him as a songwriter. I I like, I like him. I don't know what that is. You know, the people that are the best, and in the arts tend to be, have a hard time navigating being a human being. They just start, they, people that were really good at navigating the human interaction policies that are set forth by your, whatever culture you live in, not necessarily great at creating things. Yeah. Good at navigating. You're, you're that way. You're, you're kind of, we, you know, we'd always joke. You, you have that joke where you're like, you lean weird on your thing and like, does this look right? Does this like, does this look like a human gesture? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, you wake up and run the software. The you human run the software. software. But I mean, you're smart enough to, to know you're not doing anybody any favors by letting that info. You're only letting people like me know that information who can handle it. Most people you're keeping that secret and letting just getting through the conversation without worrying them too much have you ever had a show that felt hard for you like we're i'm not saying to the level that danny does where i've definitely had shows where for me just playing guitar some nights it feels like i can do anything it's weird right and then some nights it feels hard to do the thing that feels easy a lot of times you have that absolutely what is what does that look like for you so i played a show wednesday last wednesday with uh moonlight trio which is kevin lovejoy jj johnson chris marsh when that show started, I was so tight because I'm singing, I'm not playing guitar. So I'm having to like walk around and do stuff with my hands. It's weird having played guitar now for so long to not have anything to do. So I just felt tight and scared and weird and I couldn't sing very good. My voice, cause it's all about confidence singing. If you have confidence, you can kind of sing anything. And even if you don't hit the note, you don't give a fuck. You're like, you're, you're not giving any shit. So you just, oh, I didn't hit the note. Uh, let me just go to another note and sell it. You just sell everything and it's fine. So the first 15 minutes of that show was a little tight, but then I loosened up and I got so loose. I mean, the show, it really was one of the better shows I've ever done. How long did it take for you to get to that zone? I mean, the we did a 45, about a 50 minute set. It took me about halfway through that 50-minute set to kind of settle down and relax. And by the time I came out on the second set, the second set was as good as anything I've ever done. Hmm. We were just loose. That's cool when you get into that, for sure. When you, Yeah. And it, it wasn't just me. It was the whole band. Like, the whole band felt comfortable. And Kevin was doing shit I've never heard. Everybody was doing stuff none of us have heard before. And so we're all feeding off that energy. Yeah, it was exciting. Energy. 
you do it too. I mean, you do this, you do a lot of that on stage where you just, you're doing stuff that the rest of the band has never seen. And they, they, they get excited about it. The audience gets excited. It's, it's just about building that energy, like a big, like a snowman. I think the thing I'm talking about, I don't think anyone would know it, but me, I don't think it, I think it sounds the same. It's just weird. Right. Sometimes it just feels like I'm battling, like feels like I'm at war with the instrument where it should just feel like it's the same guitar I played yesterday. Yesterday felt great. I don't know what it is. It's weird. There is a weird thing about guitar sound. You could play the same room, same guitar, same setup, one night to the next, and it's different. Yeah. It's such a strange thing. Yeah, it is. Or you could be in the same room with the same gear, and someone else could pick up that guitar, and it will sound different. Yeah. Remember when we saw Billy Gibbons do that? Yeah, amazing. He's the guitar player for It's Easy Top. Guess who should listen to this podcast now that we're lounging? Ooh, Billy a Gibbons? Person, no, a person who's about to be murdered or go to the electric chair. Like, if you're about to go to the electric chair and you're all tensed up because you're about to die, here's what you need to do. They go, what's your last meal request? You go, I'm okay, you're okay. Podcast, once, but once they started lounging. Not right. pre-lounge, but right. post-lounge. Any of them, post-lounge. The podcast will now forever be divided into two distinct eras pre-lounge yeah. and post-lounge yeah pl and and and, and uh, pl pl <laughs> yeah there's pl and pl wait so, were you talking iok pl or iok pl <laughs> yeah pl okay post, PL. so not pre it was it's bl and pl let's put before it lounge and before post lounge. lounge and post lounge, or is it bl and al we're still lounging hard the, the lounging wasn't just a little bit here's how you know we're lounging just listen to just our listen voices. to our sultry voice if you listen to our voices you can tell we're in the lounge position because the difference is audible Are, do you have your feet kicked up i've got one kicked up on my one of my legs now it's slowly losing feeling in my leg <laughs> because of that and eventually i'll have to put it on the ground and use the other one and that one will lose feeling that is the funny thing about getting older is like if I sit down on the ground too long, oh. things can get really painful. And then getting up, not easy. Dude, try just sitting on a metal bench. <laughs> try sitting on a metal bench for more than, I don't know, 90 seconds. Your whole fucking, <laughs> dude, your whole fucking spine will eventually give out on you. Yeah. Like, you, you will... You'll have such serious problems with your lower back after about 90 seconds of sitting on a hard bench. <laughs> Dude, I go, when I go see my son play any sporting event, I always have one of those little like chairs, the little collapsible chairs yeah. that you put on, that you put on the hard <laughs> bench. Cause if I don't, uh, yeah, game over. Daddy, no likey. No, daddy's. Daddy, game over for daddy. Period. Period. And well, and game over for this episode. We've had a nice time. We've discovered the power of the lounge. And I don't think we're ever going to go back. And that feels good. Dude, so here's what, we're, here's what we were doing at the beginning. We were trying to convince ourselves and convince the audience that we did. We gave no fucks and no shits. But we were giving fucks. Because we, we were, were hunched giving over. Shits. Yeah, we, we were, were hunched over. Because of the way we were hunched over, there was no way to not. But as soon as we fucking got into the lounge position, we didn't even give a fuck about giving shits or fucks. All that went out the window. Maybe we should just wipe we were every... So, yeah. dude, we were so, dude, we're wiping it all. We should wipe... It's all the, been wiped. Well, I say we wipe every episode we've already recorded and just start here at Ground Zero. I, dude, I say we wipe this episode. 
I say we wipe this episode and all future episodes and just lounge hard and not record shit. Dude, well, consider oh, it done. Found, dude, I just found a button that fucking moved me down about literally a foot and a half. <laughs> yeah, look at you. I just see a head now. I just pressed some button on this chair and I went down. I got floor. one too. You ready for me to hit mine? Yeah. Oh, it's already as low as it'll go. <laughs> well, this has been a fun episode. Do you know what to do? Go listen to our other podcasts. I have a Metallica podcast called Metal Up Your Podcast. Bob has another podcast called The Song Club. Dude, here's, here's what they need to do. Forget all that bullshit. Okay. okay. Lounge, motherfucker. Here's your homework. Get, lounge. Get lounge. Get lounge. Get horizontal. Whatever you're doing, make it lounge. Remember Got Milk? Got lounge? Get lounge. Dude, is that the new IOK shirt? Got lounge? <laughs> to go with our other shirts that we haven't <laughs> we have made. so many shirts. <laughs> Got lounge. <laughs> Here we are in the Secret Weekly. Now, did we get out of the lounge position? No. No. No, we're still... We're, we're still, still... Dude, there's never going to be a time where we're not lounging. I'm going to lounge all day.